Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. And this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. We also talk about after the click stuff. We talk about YouTube too. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Kasim Aslam, how are you? My awesome co-host. How's I'm everything living the dream in now. your world? Everything's living great. the dream. I've yeah. had any more bad reviews. Last time we, yeah, last time we spoke, you were a little down in the dumps. I was a little bit concerned. Yeah. I'm not a good, I'm not a good uh, nerd celebrity. I realized because I just can't take the hits. Like I don't know how you've done this for so long. I just don't go on social media and I, I just you, ignore everyone. No, I'm just you can't listen to what people say about you. It's, it's horrible, <laughs> especially when you know it's true. Like when somebody says something true, <laughs> just hit you, just hit you, like. Just a gut punch took the wind out. Oh of my goodness, like, they're right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm better now. Damn, I'm, I'm back. After. I'm on the mend. Well, I think we all, you know, once you reach any sort of level of success, you're always concerned about imposter syndrome. It's like, how, am I actually really, you know, worth it to get to this point? I mean, a lot of people talk about that. I don't think Tom Brady feels that way, but he just retired. So what the hell, you know? He's probably a bad example. But I know a lot of people. In our industry, I don't know why I talked about Tom Brady, but he's pretty good, seven Super Bowls. But in our industry, there is that level of like you you get, and we've seen this with like internet marketing gurus, and I've gotten to know some of them, and they all suffer from this deep, profound insecurity that they're going to be found out someday. So when you get a negative review, you're like, that's all you think about. And it certainly happened to me, and you know, it's happened to you to a certain degree, but I think overwhelmingly it's been pretty positive so far. So I'm here to make so you far. feel That's better. just weird, right? Like one negative review drowns out the 10 positive reviews. We're such it, – it's probably narcissism on some level. You know what I mean? Like you just focus on this this one human in the ether world that doesn't like me. And it, it – yeah. And the, the other problem is, is I don't know that imposter syndrome is the right term for me. I think I'm just an imposter. There's no syndrome involved. And so <laughs> having been called out on it, it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. I understand where you're coming well, from. You, that checks out. You know, you're, you're fooling everybody on this show so far. So, uh, you know, t- there's some interesting, <laughs> interesting news that backs that up. Uh, yeah, we are in the top 0.5%, top half a percent of all podcasts worldwide. Yeah. Did I say that right? Pretty wild. That's right. All, pod- all podcasts worldwide. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 pretty exciting. I mean, if there were only twenty podcasts, then that wouldn't really amount to much. But apparently, there's about one point seven million. Either. The math <laughs> work You couldn't have a half a percent larger number. A hundred. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, our guest is in the virtual green room, and uh, I can hear him giggling in the background. But but seriously, it's uh, we've uh, we owe it to everyone that listens to this show. Really appreciate 
the support we've had through the years. It's been five or six years now. We're approaching 8 million downloads and we hit a 200,000 plus month this month. And it's not even, I guess it now it's over. I have to check the stats, but that's a lot of downloads just for one show and those shows that were released in that month. So we're pretty fortunate and um, hopefully we'll continue to be able to bring some quality content to you folks and talking about stuff today hopefully is in alignment with that. So if you find the show useful or helpful, leave Kasim a positive review. You know, <laughs> I think, I think he just, he just needs it. You know, four or five stars, five stars, preferable in your place, wherever you, wherever you listen to the podcast and we will read it here on the show and you will become perpetual traffic famous. So thank you for that. Uh, today's conversation is with this guy I've known for a long time. It's like I was telling Kasim he's one of my oldest digital friends. And the funny thing is, is he's actually a real human being. He's not like a digital apparition. Uh, Tom Breeze is with us today. We're going to be talking YouTube and some really interesting stuff he's doing to grow his content for just like five bucks a day. You've never heard him talk about this. I don't think it's ever been mentioned. It's big breaking news here. And we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. So stick around. We'll get into the interview with Tom right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Like I'm very clearly having <laughs> having some mortality issues. <laughs> Tom looks like he's in a in a what is that the men's warehouse commercial? Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, y'all. Here's something to look forward to. Adworld is back May 2nd and 3rd, and the speaker lineup is epic. 
Ralph and I are going to be there, of course, but you get to hear from us all the time. Really, you want to take a look at some of the marketing legends that are on the website. Seth Godin, Ariana Huffington, Tatiana Holyfield, Scott Galloway, Tom Bill Yu. It's insane. It's a veritable who's who of everything online marketing. So if you're thinking about getting a ticket, now's the time. And because I love you, I have a $700 discount that's not going to last long. Head over to adworldconference.com forward slash traffic. That's adworldconference.com forward slash traffic, and boom! That's a $700 discount on your ticket to AdWorld. We are back with none other than Sir Tom Breeze. Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Is he allowed to call you Sir? Is that like... Is that stolen <laughs> valor in England? Are you going to get? I think it's a problem. I think it's a big problem that uh, yeah. yeah, that probably needs to be cleaned up. Well, we, when we do these shows, we can actually see each other. And uh, Tom, just because he is a Brit, he has the Union Jack pillow over his right shoulder. It seems like so. I don't know. He's like he's he's a British internet marketing, digital marketing royalty from my perspective and just to have you back on the show, some of the most popular shows we've ever had. I don't know if you realize this, we're with you on them. That does so not surprise me back there, Ralph. I that know. does not. I guess it... <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're so humble here. In the UK. bar is not very <laughs> high. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Humility will get you everywhere. And in fact, uh, most you actually stated that people. one of the things will be tight. <laughs> <laughs> the most humble, exactly. He is the most humble person that we know. Uh, you actually told us that one of the podcasts that you were on with us way back when, the four P's of YouTube advertising, is doing really well with the strategy that we're kind of going to be talking about here today, which uh, not people are, are talking about. Like This was sort of something that was a big deal with Facebook a while back. Dennis, you used to talk about this just on dollars a day. But you know, when you have a YouTube channel, and for example, Tier 11 has a YouTube channel, Solutions 8 has a YouTube channel, we don't do any of this. I'm like, huh, this is something that I think we're actually going to do. But it's a way in which to not only get some engagement and to grow your audience on your channel, but also there's advertising benefits on the back end, which we're going to explain in today's show and pretty excited to talk about it. So maybe we can get right into it, like how you're doing it, like, uh, you know, what types of videos you're doing this with and, and give our listeners the, uh, the 411 on this strategy. Yeah, I'd love to. So kind of the idea really was it started out with a client coming to me and saying, can we use paid ads to grow our channel? And that was about six years ago, maybe. We were running their YouTube ads in the most like direct response, ROAS-focused way that we know. That's kind of what our bread and butter. That's been what we've been doing for years. And yeah, to have a client come out and say, how do we grow a channel with paid ads is, is a bit of a challenge to us because really, and, and still today, there's not a clean way of doing it. Like if you look in your ad account, it'll tell you, oh, here's how many earned subscribers you've got. But then if you were to like dive down into that data, it tells you kind of nothing. Like if you were to, you can look at it at the campaign level, as soon as you look at your, one of your ad groups or your ad sets, that data just disappears. And so it's not built to help you grow a YouTube channel. You know, it'll tell you some data, but it's not that you can optimize for it. There's no 
bidding strategy or there's no objective to grow a YouTube channel uh, in any ad campaign, which still strikes me as quite strange. Right. But in the end, we kind of tried to work it out and we, we were kind of successful because of the niche or the niche we were in. So we were with that particular client, it was in the fitness space, big, big client spending a lot of money every day. And so we just like parked a little bit of that budget to, to test on different ideas. And we just run an in-stream ad or like there's more like traditional ad that you would see on YouTube where you press the skip ad button to basically say, hey, go and subscribe to our channel with a button to go subscribe. And that kind of worked. We were getting subscribers for like 20 cents um, and at some reasonable scale as well. But it wasn't like we had built a relationship with those people. It was more like an ad popped up in front of them. They didn't know who the channel was. We told them what it was about and hopefully they'll click the subscribe button. And we're just in a very cheap space, really early thing to do. And it kind of works, but we tried to replicate that same strategy with other clients and it wasn't, it wasn't something we could rely on, put it that way. And, um, but it never left me the idea of like saying, Hey, hang on a second. I should probably work out how to use paid ads to kind of grow a channel because I think there's so many businesses out there that know the importance of having a YouTube presence and how valuable it can be as an asset for a business. And it grows their brand. It grows their, um, respect and clout and authority in a space. And they kind of know it's all should be done, but then it's really hard. <laughs> like mm-hmm. putting time and effort into a video is one thing, but then to have it out there and have like 30 views, 27 of which have come from family members, right. isn't necessarily the big <laughs> goal that you wanted to achieve, you know? Um, and so the the strategy that a lot of people go with is to say, well, let's try and try and create videos for the YouTube algorithm to cover off loads of search terms, create hon- hundreds of videos, have to do it on a regular basis. And, um, and then hopefully, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, YouTube at some point might pick us up and we may see some success, but we don't know, you know? Um, and that's just like mm-hmm. not a, not a strategy that most businesses want to get into. It's not, it, you kind of end up doing it or wanting to do it because you see the out, the output at the end, like, oh, and if we keep on doing this for 12 year, 12 months, then we're going to hopefully be in a much better shape. Um, a bit like what you're talking about with the podcast, like you're on what, like the high 300s now of episodes and you've gone through that process. And now I bet you that right. you, you know what you're doing so smoothly and you know how to interview ridiculously well. And you know that like it's got huge amounts of momentum, but it probably wasn't like that on day one. You knew there was going to be a bit of a learning curve here and a bit of a put some time and effort into it. But um, yeah, so we were looking at this and thinking, right, well, how do we tackle that problem? How do we create a YouTube channel and and try and shortcut that process to make it, first of all, you don't have to create loads of content. And second of all, can we just pay to get the same sort of results? Um, and, um, and so we tried everything, or we feel like we tried everything and we landed on a strategy that works really well now. So what we do is we, we, either audit a channel and look at the best videos that you currently have. And there's kind of three main factors behind a good video. Um, one of them being, is that video getting good retention? Like, do people like that content? Cause that's a, a good heads up to YouTube that this is good content. It's likely to get organic exposure as well. Um, another factor is like, mm-hmm. does it get subscribers? So what's the number of subscribers that are generated from cold traffic that watching this video? Uh, and then the other third thing is like, if you have this data, how many people are maybe clicking and going to your website and then signing up or buying from you as well? Sometimes that can be tracked and some people are doing that. Not everybody does that. Um, 
And so you can kind of audit your videos and you see what works best and see what doesn't work. You choose your video um, based on whatever stats make most sense to you. Um, and then you can actually promote that video. You kind of run ad spend behind it. So instead of it getting 10 views a day, you're now getting 100 views a day. Um, so you, you, and honestly, it, it might cost like $5 to do that a day, you know, but you can really pinpoint the exact type of customer as well. So you, you basically just amplify the videos you've got. And quite honestly, like it's one of those stats that I'm still surprised at how well it works. Like it costs like around about, well, in, in, every video performs differently, but you can get someone to be watching your content for 50 cents for like seven minutes of your content. And that, that blows our mind because we spend a lot of money on traffic to get people through to like a, a long form VSL or a long form video on a website. And it costs a fortune to get someone to watch seven minutes. Whereas now on YouTube, it's costing hardly anything to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a very, very exciting strategy and I'm happy to unpack it and talk about it. That is wild. I mean, really the call to action. I mean, we all watch lots of like, I mean, I watch tons of YouTube videos just for like, that seems like recently it's just guitar stuff. And it's like, it's always the call to action is subscribe to the channel. And then I'll subscribe and then I'll forget about it. It doesn't really matter, but that's really the only way in which to make a video popular. And you've got a guy on today's show that has been able to build a YouTube presence by consistent every single day content, just working it, mm. you know, and Kasim, I'm talking about you. Um, and obviously that's really helped you from a business perspective and the content's really, really good. But it's like, this is an end around all that or a shortcut, which I don't think anybody knows about. So maybe we can kind of pros and cons. Like, Kasim, I'm assuming I'm speaking correctly here. Is like, all you did is you said, all right, I'm going to talk about this one thing, build a community and do it every single day. And you do it like clockwork. And that's a lot of work. I guess we're looking for like the easy button here to a certain degree. But maybe talk to that comparing and contrasting what Tom's saying here. Yeah. So um, what Tom's saying pisses me off. Sorry, buddy. Tom, I can't I don't think I don't think we should publish this because everybody yeah. should have to go through the trial by trial by fire that I went through. Um I, I shoot a video every single day and, and I, I have a coach in the YouTube space who I should give credit to. His name's Uzair. He runs SF Digital, he's got a, a YouTube channel too. Um and he he taught me the the ways and what we what he found and what I found uh, to be true based off of his coaching is you have to shoot a video a day every day for 90 days because if you don't the you youtube algorithm won't promote you at all period and so for the first 90 days it's a total goose egg every video like tom is saying you might get like a handful of views but it's nothing of, of relevance and then on day 91 and it's almost industry agnostic because i've seen some of uzair's other students on day 91, YouTube decides like, okay, you're in it to win it. And I think it makes a lot of sense. If I were if I were a content network, I wouldn't want to start promoting people that are going to fall off, lose interest, get bored. Um, and they've decided for whatever reason that 90 days is the line of demarcation. And, and we've it's taken me about a year and a half to grow from literal zero. I think I started with like, you know, 300 subscribers to be fair. Uh, and then we grew that to, I think we're at 6,200 right now. But Dear God, do I wish I knew about the easy button. To be frank, I would, I would, and, and Tom, I, I want you to correct me on this because I, I'm, this might just be me trying to save face a little. I think that for me, had I heard about this a year and a half ago, I probably still would have done something close to what I'm doing, 
but it's yes to both mm. because growing the channel with the right type of subscribers would be really important. But what I think is also critical is making sure that when somebody subscribes, I'm feeding the beast. Because if they subscribe and I'm not creating enough content to satiate them or to keep my face in front of them, even if I'm also promoting that content, I think I'm putting myself at a disadvantage. You almost need to like continue to, to nurture that relationship. So, you know, as far as is the videos that I am creating, I'd probably, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you right now and I'm taking notes. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely doing this. But I'm probably also definitely continuing to, to shoot videos because I just, I found so much power in having and I'm going to stop talking for just a second, but one last example is I have direct access to a large content networks, YouTube channel that has many multiples, my subscribers. And we were going live into that channel as part of a partnership we were doing. And I didn't get a fraction of the comments or the engagement or the interaction that I did on my channel, which at the time had probably half what I have now. So I think that there's, you know, it's, it's a combination. It's a two-facet strategy. It's like, yeah, get new subscribers, but then also make sure you keep those subscribers engaged. Yeah, I think. Well, just, just, uh, uh, there's like a big contrast here. Like, there's the right way to the right way to do it, and Cosm, you've done it that way. And then maybe there's the easy button way of doing it. And it's, I think, both. Like, it's been very fruitful for you. Like, it's worked for you, and getting ultimately what you want: engagement, community, business you know, notoriety and, um, Oh dude, I, I hire from it. I, th you sure. know, I have four strategists on staff. If you don't count my business partner and 75% of my strategy team, which is they're the, they're the elite. They're the best of the best, the, the absolute top. I couldn't do what we do without them. 75% of them came from our YouTube channel, Man. which is nuts. And of course we get clients and leads and prospects and, um, speaking gigs. And, and that's with the teeny tiny YouTube channel. That's with 6,000 subscribers. Like I can't imagine what would have happened if I've been doing what Tom has been telling, you know, everybody that he's doing. If I, if I started that a year and a half ago, I, you, we'd probably be at 60,000 subscribers right now. Well, this, this is the thing. I, I, I think that the way to look at this is, is two things I want to pick up on what you mentioned uh, there is that one is that this is probably not going to be for those people that have got a massive YouTube channel already. If you've got like a million subscribers or something this strategy is like a drop in the ocean and even if you were to spend money on ads this is no point so if you're mr beast listening in we're not for you you know that's not going to be the strategy Good to go point. with but anyone who's looking to start or if you haven't got let's say if you haven't yet got to 500,000 subscribers this is a very valid strategy we're doing this with people with 300,000 subscribers and they're seeing great results from this already because we can kind of bring to life videos that have worked really well for them in the past, got them loads of leads. And they're just like, oh, if you just got me more eyeballs on these videos, that will give me loads more leads and loads more customers. And so we just amplify videos that have worked really well for them in the past. Um, so it will it will push, it will like accelerate things up until a point where you're kind of then saying, right, well, I've actually got a huge audience now. This advertising, these videos isn't necessarily what it used to be, even though you're doing the same thing you'll need to actually have a strategy where you're saying we release videos on a regular basis and you're engaging with your subscribers. You can't just sit back and do nothing, but there is that kind of getting started mode, which is just demoralizing. If you're creating loads of content, not getting anywhere with it, finding that YouTube aren't even picking you up. So many people just stop at that point because it's not fun. It's hard. And this is just the saying like, Hey, this is the cheap button yeah. to a certain it's extent demotivating. and then get going with it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's just too hard and too slow for for a lot of businesses that want to actually do this properly or a lot of brands or personal brands that want to do this properly. So that's the way that we look at it. We're not right for everybody, but those people that are looking to get going on YouTube and get some really big growth, um, because the way you do it is is not even to focus on leads and sales. Track it, of course, that's worthwhile doing mm-hmm. because you can still see the number of sales that are being generated. But this is kind of a, it is more of a brand building exercise. It is more of a, um, getting goodwill out into the marketplace. Because as you say, um, Kesim, like you're going to find that speaking gigs come off the back of it. And I don't know, like anything that like, oh, you get invited to come on podcasts and hiring and all the rest of it. You have all this um, presence in the marketplace where people are like, holy crap, this person is legit. They know what they're talking about. I can trust them. There's all that factor around it that isn't necessarily directly led back into leads and sales. But I don't want to discount that. There is a lot that you do here that you find out that you can use to move into cold traffic strategies as well. But this is much more a case of like building that brand out. And if you can create great content, this is just made for you, you know? Yeah, it's killer. Yeah. So, so this, we- this ties into my favorite soapbox, which is community. I've been, and all of our listeners just rolled their eyes and tuned out and we're going to drop in ranking because I keep talking about this, but I think that the way to protect yourself from the commoditization of traffic is community. I think if you aren't building a community, I think you're putting yourself at a massive disadvantage. And it doesn't mean you need to like go all the way in, Stu McLaren, go get yourself a great big website and build like a membership. That's not it. A community could be a Twitter feed or a YouTube channel or whatever, like build a community and, and you now have a well that other people don't have control over. They don't get to dictate when you get to open up the faucet. Yeah, and it, and it and it puts it back in yeah, your control 100%. as well because you can you can have that scenario where you say right, well, I have that huge community once you've built it, you know, and you and you have huge authority, and it takes you a long way. But instead of playing the luck game or playing the hard game to start with, with no fruits to your labor so to speak in the early days like you did 90 days of creating videos and i bet that was real tough um and then you got picked up on night on day 90 it's more a case of saying well create some content or, or just gather together the content you've already got i bet you there's so many people that have got like podcast episodes that have been recorded or they were a guest on somewhere and they think oh i should probably put that on youtube one day that's great content you know um the the interview that we did that you referenced earlier, Ralph, that's I, I audited my own channel. I can look at all the retention across every single video very quickly. And I noticed that that video was the, had the highest amount of uh, retention um, for our video. So we look at a 90 second retention mark and a seven minute retention mark and then an overall figure as well. Um, but the 90 second is apparently brand impact. That's the point at which someone starts to recognize your brand and engage with you a bit more emotionally and at seven minutes if they've stayed around for seven minutes that is that point psychologically where they'll never forget you they've kind of watched your video they know your brand and if they've watched for seven minutes they actually like you and will consider buying from you so we use that as a really key marker for us but yeah it, it costs like fascinating nearly every single time less than a dollar to get someone to watch that amount of your videos and i'm just like thinking wow like we we can spend a lot of money trying to get people to webinars or VSLs and get someone to consume that content. Whereas I, if I just front load it and build that relationship, it does wonders. Like I can't tell you how many people inquire for our agency because they're like, oh, I watched this YouTube video or I saw you speak on that stage from your um, from your presentation you put on your YouTube channel. Like that happens so much, and um, and it's so difficult to quantify. It's so difficult to track that. 
but you just know that there's goodwill out there. But that's why at $5 a day for a, like a video that you put your heart and soul into that you know is really good. It's just, it's just a no brainer from my perspective, you know, but you just need to optimize for retention, not for leads and sales. Otherwise you can throw off the YouTube algorithm. So you don't want to make sure you're getting good quality traffic that's going to stick around and, and watch like the organic viewers do, if not better. So give us some specifics on like what you've been able to do with this strategy before we talk about the tactics of how to actually do it. So you said if you've got, you know, 3 million subscribers, probably not the thing, but you can, you can definitely accelerate an already successful YouTube channel. So there's an audience there, maybe some of our listeners, but then it's just starting out or just started and you got like, you know, you're, you've emailed your list or whatever it is and you're, you got a couple of hundred subscribers and that's it. And maybe some of your videos have maybe a hundred views, you know, that's your killer one right there. Yeah. Um, so like, what have you been able to do with some of your individual customers at this low cost strategy? If you can like spitball some, some figures and how much it costs to get to that point, obviously every video, every business is going to be different if you're listening here, but you know, just to, to give us some ideas of what types of results we can potentially expect. Yeah, of course. So, so with one, so I'll, I'll talk about one client who has a, a bigger channel. I don't want to drop their name necessarily, but they've got hundred thousand subscribers now, and we we weren't responsible for all hundred thousand. Just to let you know, uh, they've been building it for quite some time. But the the way in which they went about it, they created some content that they thought this is going to be like we'll put some proper time and effort into this particular piece of content. But they create a lot of content anyway. But they just put some real thought into this one. Um, they promoted it. And um, we ended up over a space of about like half a year, we ended up spending $3.20 per day across the whole period. Um, so sometimes it was like $5, sometimes a little less. Um, but in the end, it was about $3.20 per day. And that seven minute marker came in at, um, at originally 66 cents when we first worked without any optimization and then post optimization down to about 40 cents to get to someone to watch seven minutes of that content. And for them, if someone watched seven minutes, those like 16% of those people would subscribe. Um, it was something like 60% of people would go and watch more videos, which is a great indicator to YouTube. So if YouTube noticed that people are mm -hmm. watching your video and then going to watch more of your videos or even other videos, your video gets attributed to session time. And that's a really big key indicator to start showing your video organically everywhere. And so you just start growing this out uh, from there. So you, if you're a big channel and you want to use this strategy, the way to do it is to select videos that may have worked really well for you in the past and just bring them back to life again. That's a, that's a really good strategy. Um, and the way you do it, by the way, is, is to use these videos as like... So in that year period, what was the before and after in that year period when you started this? It wasn't all you, but it had something to do with it. Like what were they a year ago? They're 300K now. Like what were they when they started? Do you recall? Um, so that, this was for a different client. So we've got, uh, so this one was the hundred K subscribers. Um, before that, I think they were around about 80,000 or something like that. So we, I, I didn't track exactly how fast we accelerated through a hundred thousand. It wasn't like the key objective for that particular strategy It's more a case of, can we build a ridiculously high potent remarketing list and then run ads to that list afterwards, which is what we do. Um, gotcha. Uh, so that was really, really valuable for them as well. Cause we just built this remarketing list ready for the events they were running. Um, but the, but yeah, so like for a very low spend, you can grow very quickly, but for that particular video, it basically, um, it was 3.2 X the acceleration of growth 
so it's funny that it was three dollars twenty per day, but it was instead of having your just your organic, it grew it three times as quickly or had as much three times as much exposure as you would do organically um, from the paid or th- from the three dollars twenty you spent per day. So yeah, if you've got a little bit of budget that you've got to put towards good content, it just massively accelerates things. You know that doesn't nece- that's just the video we're talking about. It's not necessarily saying the whole channel. But of course, you can start to allocate ad spend across many videos if you wish to. So yeah, that, that's for that type of business. But there's like, you could use this and we have used it for people starting out a channel. So we're getting past a thousand subscribers really quickly. And then you get some, open up some more features that are available for YouTube. That's a really handy, quick strategy uh, that you can use this for. And uh, the other one that we have started to explore a little more that we didn't anticipate using this for is like people like real estate uh, companies who just want to focus their time and effort on a very specific location. Um, and those people can create content and then just really just not even care about the algorithm at that stage and just pay to have their video thumbnails all over YouTube, you know, for that local area and go a little bit broader. But that's a great strategy for just building a relationship with your local area and just giving good content um, because you're using what used to be called video discovery ads you're now called um, in-feed video ads. So they literally just changed the name of you. Well, I think they did at the end of last year, but by the time they actually roll it out, um, it's actually called something different, like I think like in the last week. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, so in-feed video ads is the strategy to use. It's just you want to amplify content and then optimize for retention. Yeah, so there's loads of different ways of using it. Um, and uh, the, the just if you think about it from a standpoint of for your business is to look at, what content can you create and would you kind of pay like 50 cents to get someone to watch seven minutes of your video? Because that's the kind of. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant, and He believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. 
We've used them in the past and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Ballpark figure that we're looking at um, pretty much every single time. Some are less than that. Some are a tiny bit more than that, but it's nearly always under a dollar. So we're here with Tom Breeze and we've talked about this new strategy that he's deploying with his customers. I guess it's not new, but because you've been doing it for some time now, but definitely proved it out over the course of the last year or so. How to use paid traffic to grow a YouTube channel. And after this quick break, we are going to talk tactics about specifically how Tom does this. And it's not what you think. And we're also going to be talking some real changes in the flock update which I think Kasim has a few things to add there. We'll be back with that after this quick break. Welcome back to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. We're still here with Tom Breeze. He hasn't gone anywhere. It's I think it's bedtime over in London, and uh, he doesn't have a private jet. Maybe like being on Perpetual Traffic will allow him to get his own private jet. Uh, we'll have to sort of keep tabs on that later on. Not quite sure when we're on the private jet thing. But anyway, we want to get into a little bit more of the strategic um, and specifically the tactical stuff of how to actually do this, how to grow your YouTube channel with paid traffic. So, Tom, sp- spill the goods here. Come on, give it to us. Give you the how do goods you do stuff. all this? This is way cool. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the mechanics of doing this is that as mentioned before, we, we choose the best video we can or create a new one, but you're going to want to make sure that you've chosen a video that has high retention, high um, subscriber rate. And also if it's generated you leads and sales in the past, because you just know it from when you released the video, you had a spike in sales, then great. Those are the, those are the videos you want to try and pinpoint that you may have created. Um, you can go through your videos. Now, how do you know that? Good question. So you can go into your YouTube. How do you, where do you look? Yep, of course. So you can go into your YouTube analytics and for every single video you've got, you'll be able to see uh, retention. So if you go into your YouTube studio, I think they call it, you log in there, you find the video in your content tab. Then it'll have like a little analytics button. You look at that and it will show you a graph at the top, uh, which is all about your traffic sources. And then it will show you a graph underneath that will talk about your retention. And it will show you a graph of your retention. Um, so it's it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's hidden. It's just it's you wouldn't naturally navigate there and spend all your time it's not obvious. looking at it yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, so every single video, as long as it's got enough traffic, will have a retention curve of some sort. It will tell you how long people are watching that video for, when they're dropping off, and how people are engaging with that video based on their viewership. And um, w- you can go through every single video of yours. We actually ended up building a tool because it's faster for us. Um, so we have a bit of software that will connect with the YouTube account and download all the videos immediately along with all the data from those videos. And so we can kind of see and compare the amount of retention that's happening for each one of those videos. But uh, you wanna go through your videos, see which videos have got really high retention. And so you, you're really just comparing. The difficulty is, though, is that sometimes some of those videos are five minutes long, some of them are 20 minutes long, some of them could be an hour. It depends on what sort of content you're creating because it will tell you the retention by your percentages. So I'll say, annoyingly in YouTube, and I'll explain why it's annoying in a minute, 
but it'll tell you how many people are watching at 0% of the video, and then it'll have another marker at 33%, 66%, and 100%. You can scroll along the bar and you can work out um, what the what percentage of people are still left at what percentage length of your video there is. But what you want to do is just try and find that 50% marker. Like at 50% of the video, halfway through that video, how many people are still watching? That's kind of a 50% marker. So you have to kind of scroll along, look at your, in that graph, it'll kind of, it'll, where you track, it will show you roughly at 50%. And you say, like, cool. Normally, I would say for most videos that we see, it's around about 40 to 50% of people will still be watching halfway through most videos. You'll probably, if you were to log on and check it, you'll probably be there or thereabouts for most video content. Um, if you've got ridiculously long videos, you may find it's not quite as high, but it'll be there or thereabouts. So you, you kind of, you want to make sure that you know, um, out of all the videos you've created, which ones have really high retention. And you can do the same thing for how many subscribers were generated from each of those views. So you can do another calculation to be, um, how many subscribers did we generate from how many views? Um, and that's kind of a, a good measure of how well that video works based on number of subscribers it can generate. So that's two factors. And then the last one would be like a bit more, if you've been tracking it, great. If not, bit of a gut call. This one just happens to have a call to action to go and download a cheat sheet that people can go and grab from your website. And if you've got data on that, then great. You can pull that all in together and say, of that, here are the top five videos that we've got from our channel, for example. That's kind of where you would go to find that data. It's all in the YouTube analytics. Um, so that's where we start, is trying to find the best content. It's actually really useful to do that process anyway, because you, as soon as you start to see what theme of content works really well for you, right. you can kind of be like, oh, I should probably do more of that content, because that seems to actually work, not the stuff that I thought was. Mm -hmm. This two-minute video is actually not good at all, but this... 15 minute video is amazing for me. Um, I, I really like the 15 minute video length. And if a, if you did a podcast that was 45 minutes, I'd actually break it into three to do episode or part one, part two, part three, and have them linked through to each other with end screens, they're called, so you can link through to the next video and then put them in a playlist as well because then it naturally flows people through those episodes. And if you get people, if you get, if YouTube notice that more and more people are clicking through to other of your videos, it's a great, um, it's a great um, kind of um, it's a data point really for YouTube to know that people are enjoying that content and therefore far more likely to get your videos organically suggested to other viewers as suggested videos. So there's, it's like all about engagement and YouTube are looking for good kind of quality indicators to say, ah, this is a great video being consumed by lots of people like this probably start to show your video a lot more to other people as well. So the, that's what we're trying to do is trying to stoke that organic traffic to take off on a life of its own as well. Um, so we, we choose the content and then the way we do it is we, we look at the retention graph. We look at that 50% marker and let's say for example, it's 45%, 45% of people who are watching that video got halfway through the video. Then what we do is we'll take that to take the video and we'll load that up as an in-feed video ad inside of our Google ads account. So we, is obviously the linking you want to do and make sure it's all connected properly. But if you set up a Google ads account, they'll walk you through it. Like the wizard will walk you through the whole thing. When you create your ad account though, or the campaign, sorry, just choose that one video. And then the targeting or the best targeting that we think works really well is either 
placement targeting or keyword targeting. We, we found that topics can work really well as well, but most of the time it's going to be placements and topic targeting that works well. I'll come back to the, what that means in a second, just to, for clarification. Um, but with that type of targeting and also demographic targeting, so you're really choosing your perfect customer avatar, really. You're saying, I want to write age, gender, even device. You can choose and location, whatever you want to choose that's like hones into your particular audience. Then what you're going to do is you're going to run the campaign and you'll choose a cost per view. So it, it works on a maximum cost per view model. So it almost feels like you're back in the good old days. Um, not so much algorithmic <laughs> um, bidding strategy going on. It's much more manual here. And for the cost per view, you would probably suggest that people start off about 10 cents cost per view. Um, later on, you can reduce it down because you probably want to get it to about five cents, I reckon. Depends on the niche. If you're in a very competitive market, a bit more. If you're in a really um, like a very big audience, you can probably get down to lower than three cents potentially. But um, what you're doing is you're, you're saying to Google, I'm prepared to pay this much to have my video be viewed or clicked on and played basically. Um, and your video thumbnail will start to appear all over YouTube when anyone types in the keywords or have been watching content around that sort of keyword theme or are watching other videos that you selected in your placement list to say, if should they watch this video, make sure my video shows on the right-hand side or underneath the video. Um, and so that's the kind of the targeting strategy. But when you optimize, when you're starting to run the campaigns and it can be really low spend, the way you optimize is you open up for every keyword or every placement or every topic you're targeting, um, you want to open up a custom column so when you look at your ad campaign, it's just a custom column that you can bring into your spreadsheet, so to speak, or your interface, the dashboard there. Um, you want to, uh, it's in the performance section and it will show you video viewers that watched 25, 50, 75, and 100% of your video. So when you know you've got the 50% marker from YouTube, it's a, you can directly compare it to your 50% marker in your um, ad account. And really what you want to do is I make it the title of the campaign name. I'll say it's 45% because that's how many people are watching past 50% of the video. I'll then make sure as I optimize for every keyword and placement I'm looking at, I want to make sure the retention is higher than 45% or 45% or higher, basically. Um, so I know that I'm not going to be getting people to, like if it's like 8% or something, that's getting paused out as quickly as possible because it's just going to bring down the retention, the overall retention of that video and hurt you organically. So you want to make sure that you're choosing your keywords carefully. You're optimizing as quickly as possible to make sure the retention, it makes it look like the org, like the ad traffic is working just like the organic traffic is working. Um, so it's a when you run your ad campaigns, it's it's exactly what YouTube are looking for, basically. A very high retention. And keep keep an eye on the number of people that are subscribing, because you can have that like earned subscribers, it's called, or earned views as well, which is how many people go on to watch other views as well. If, you, if you're getting really high rates of that as well, again, it's, it's just perfect data for YouTube to be like, great, this is a really, really good ad. Let's keep running it. Um, the, so that's the way to do it, basically. That's the campaign strategy. That's the cam campaign to way to run it. Um, I know that you've probably got some questions there, so I'll shut up for a second and uh, see if you've got any questions. Well, going back to targeting, because you mentioned keywords later, but you said... Uh, placement topic and then demographics. Can you talk a little bit more about that? It seems like this is not a keyword 
based strategy or am I mistaken there? Or what's the optimal strategy for targeting, I suppose I'm asking? Of course, yeah. So keywords are probably the go-to actually. So they're they're a great strategy for this. Um, and okay. you want to don't necessarily, well, you can choose big keyword themes. Um, so one of our videos is doing ridiculously well on a keyword of entrepreneurship. So that's a pretty broad keyword and we're getting great results from it. And so we can really scale. Like, so I say spend $5 a day. You could probably spend $200 a day if you really wanted to, but I'd only spend that much money once you've got really good retention. You just don't want to screw up your campaigns or your YouTube organic uh, traffic too much. Um, but the, so you're choosing those keywords really wide, uh, carefully. If you set up a different campaign, you can also set up, you can target by, by placements. And that, there's two types of placements. So there's video placements and channel placements. Video placements are literally the individual videos that you think your customers are watching. That if they were to be watching that and they saw your thumbnail, they're likely to click it because it's your thumbnail might be even better content than the one they're watching right now. Um, and that happens a lot. So we can choose right. placement targeting and have people um, watch. Like, So if they're watching a particular video, you can say, ah, if they watch that video, that URL, that video, that's going to go as a placement for me. So if they watch that video, my thumbnail would be shown to them. Um, and you can do that for video placements. You can also do it for channels as well. So should they be watching a video from a particular channel, then your video can show as well. Um, so there might be competitors, for example, that you can say, ah, if they release any new videos or they've got any videos in their channel that are showing on YouTube, I want my ad as a thumbnail to be shown at the same time as well. That it's never going to blow up and give you huge amounts of traffic, but it's it's far more than you get organically in most cases. And um, it gives you such granular control. That's that's the beauty of this whole strategy. It's kind of giving you the controls back and not having to wait for YouTube to pick you up. You're like, oh no, we'll force the we'll force the matter. We'll, we'll be seen. Um, and for how much budget you want to send to this. So keywords and placements, both video and channels um, are really good. And if you've got a topic and sometimes even custom audiences or in-market audiences, which are other ways of targeting your audiences, those can work really well. They're, they're not slam dunks like keywords can be. It's a bit more challenging to get those audiences to work, but some, most of the time you don't need to. I don't, I don't want people to look at this strategy as to be like, ah, I can get a thousand views every single day with ads. I mean, that probably could happen, but I would probably say, look, just get started with some lower budgets, get some really good retention, get some really good views, um, and just notice your channel's growing five times faster than it used to, you know? Um, and, but with small amounts of spend. Is there a way to wedge your content into, it doesn't sound like this, maybe this is like a, a stupid question, but it'd be ideal. It's because you're watching a bunch of videos on entrepreneurship and it's set on autoplay and then yours appears as one of those. Like I've watched six or seven videos on entrepreneurship and it just YouTube autoplays. These types of videos can't get wedged in there. It's always the thumbnail, which I'll say, oh, that looks kind of cool. You got to obviously work on your thumbnails for this, I would imagine, but not a possibility or am I just, you know, like that's totally against what, what YouTube's algorithm would, would, uh, ever even construct. So the, yeah, those videos will be suggested to viewers, right? So as you're watching one video, you'll start to see more videos on the same topic, um, because YouTube will be like, oh, you like that stuff? Here's some more of it. Um, and what they choose to show you right. will normally be 
video, like all the markers of a successful video. So high retention, good click-through rates, uh, lots of engagement happening on those videos. That's kind of, if you get that going really well and people watching that video and going to watch more videos, YouTube are like, ah, what about this video? Because if you watch that video, I can show you more ads. <laughs> That's kind of what YouTube are thinking. Um, and so what you right. find is happening is that like a lot of people get seen as those suggested videos. And that's kind of the holy grail of organic. You know, if you start to be seen as a, as a suggested video or in search, those are the two things where organic starts to take off. And this is what's supporting that. It's very unlikely if you've got a new channel, you release a video and it gets picked up by YouTube and all of a sudden you're off and running. It's, it doesn't happen that way, you know. What we're doing is we're kind of forcing YouTube to pay attention to this video because you're saying we're matching the retention levels, we're matching the engagement levels, we're, but we're now getting the 200 views a day, the 100 views a day, whatever it is, you, how hard you're pushing it. And so you're getting noticed by YouTube quicker. Mm -hmm. I can't promise that you're going to be in the all the videos that will come up on the suggested videos for all your viewers, but there's much more high, there's a much higher chance of that happening um, because you're, you're telling YouTube, Hey, I exist. Um, and so we've seen that we've seen videos take off, but we've also seen the videos don't take off in that same organic structure. But I'm of the I'm of the mindset where I'm like, I know it's good content. If I can just get my viewers to watch it, they'll become lifelong fans. And that's my strategy. I, I don't really mind too much if I don't get caught up in the suggested videos. I'd love it as a little bonus. Great. That's going to be great. And I'm definitely building to support for that. Right. But I'm kind of just thinking, no, I just want to get in front of my customers and I'll pay to do it. So the thumbnail itself is pretty darn important because that's the preview of coming attractions. Like how how much do you work on that? Have you noticed any sort of formula that works best for thumbnails? Because we're all like whether you're doing it on your phone or whether you're doing it on your TV, your connected TV or you're on your laptop. Like we all know where those videos are, and the thumbnails are always the things that just for me human perspective like i always love Cossum's head exploding like those are the one those are the thumbnails i like the best <laughs> um but how how much do you work on that is there a formula to the thumbnail give us a little bit more on that yeah good question so i'm i've been quite lucky so far because i think a lot of the channel creators that i've worked with have naturally have very good thumbnails or had a brand or a theme associated to it so it's kind of locked us into a certain style i think that um any I don't want to say clickbait because that's going to hurt you, but anything that's kind of like a, a legit claim that you can mention mm -hmm. in a video, um, but in short text, like a headline, so to speak, for a video, that's always really helpful with a face. And then maybe like a, a colorful background. Okay. But, but really, I would say the most important thing is to choose a theme and stick with it. So you have that brand recognition. Having a face is always going to help, of course, because oh, right. faces shown at the same time. But I've been lucky where I... I come from the ad world, right? So I'm always like, how can I spend money and make money as quickly as possible? Very ROAS focused, direct response focused. Right. So I'm applying that mindset to this strategy and being like, I, I love it. This works really, really well and helps us grow this YouTube channel and and helps us kind of get all the brand um, going to start acquiring customers in a slightly different way. Um, but it's a it's much lower spend. Like I could spend so much more on direct response activity, but this is just a different strategy that we're finding works sure. really, really well. So with the thumbnails, I would say that like, I would actually probably go out and look at a lot of thumbnails that are in your marketplace that are working, that are ranking at the top, you know, and take inspiration from that. There's no point trying to create your own uh, style or something. You can see what works already. So kind of like use that as inspiration, but I've been lucky because I've, 
I've had a lot of people that have come to me with the 300,000 subscribers and they've got kind of figured out their thumbnails at this point. I'm like, cool, you do you. I'll just amplify what you've already got. So I don't think I'm necessarily mm -hmm. the expert of thumbnails yet. I may get there shortly, but yeah, that's how I'd approach it. But it seems like that is a necessary part to it. So anyone who's listening and you're not doing thumbnails, you should have something that recognizes that brand face on the thumbnail itself at the very least, something that's recognizable. Um, and there's and the software just having YouTube just pick it for you. Yeah, there's, there's software out there as well that you can that you can work with that will split test your thumbnails as well. So I, I believe it's TubeBuddy that will do that. Um, and you can upload a couple of them and it'll work out which one work, like resonates best and which gets the best click-through rates. So you can do that. It's not something I've played around with too much yet, but of course, the, the higher click-through rates you can get, the better. But you only pay when someone w clicks to watch your video. So I'm kind of thinking, I, I would prefer from an ads perspective, the th thumbnail to be truth, well, more truthful of what the content represents and be more honest and not necessarily have to worry about right. a huge headline. Cause I'm just looking for that high retention, you know, like, oh, if you, if you like that thumbnail, you're going to love what I'm about to share with you. And it's not try to hook you in or anything like that. It's actually just genuine. So yeah, I take a slightly different approach to it, sure. but yeah, it's, um, the thumbnail is obviously key. And relating this back to you're obviously running conversion ads for these same customers. How do you utilize these audiences, these videos, obviously they're helping with brand recognition. They're growing the YouTube channel. They're doing all that sort of stuff, but mm -hmm. there's a direct response component to this as well. How are you using that? Yeah, this is like, when we first got into this, this is kind of like the, um, the, the hidden benefit, I suppose, that we were actually aiming for to start with. And then we realized, hang on a second, we built something that's so much better than what we were aiming to do. So these, these, these hidden benefits are still uh, huge. And the two hidden benefits is one, you build a killer remarketing list. You know, you can say anyone who's watched that content and, and I would say that great, you can do it. If you've optimized for retention, as soon as the retention's high and you're spending money on it, that's the point you start building that remarketing list from then don't build it from the very beginning. Cause the first few days you'll be optimizing and getting loads of people to watch it. So better off to say, optimize once you've got the retention nice and high, like matching what you're getting organically. Um, and then that audience will build very quickly. Like if you're spending, um, what is it like $5 a day and it's costing you uh, five cents a, a view, uh, my math isn't quick enough for that. That's 200. Uh, how many is that? It's, uh, that's a uh, hundred, that's a hundred views a day. God, I, I, I'm, I'm apologize for my mathematical skills there. That was not strong, <laughs> but yeah. So you're getting a hundred views a day. You only need a thousand people in that remarketing list to then, uh, start utilizing it as a, as a strategy. So yeah, you can build your remarketing list really quickly, but we found that the best strategy for this is if you did do what I said earlier with the sequencing. So you said, if you had a 45 minute episode, break it down into three 15 minutes episodes. Then as you get through to the second video, that's the point to build your remarketing list. So you say, right, if you've watched that first video and then wow. got through to the second video, you must like this content. So the remarketing list of that audience is going to be so much higher. Um, then you can do it on the third video as well. So you can say, right, I want to build a remarketing audience of people that have got through the whole sequence into the third video. And that's a possibility for you, you know? And as soon as you have those audiences, I would say build a, um, build a remark, a remarketing ad specifically designed 
for those people. So, right, so we're recording a podcast episode right now. You could upload this to YouTube, break it down into those three parts. And then um, what you could then do is say, right, build a remarketing list of the second and third um, episodes or uh, parts of this um, particular interview. But we could quite easily at the end of this recording do a quick ad to be like, hey, look, if you really enjoyed that content, make sure you go and subscribe um, to um, the Perpetual Podcast. Or it could be like, and actually we have a free cheat sheet. If you wanted to get this bonus or whatever it might be, that's the point you could actually sell that on a remarketing ad. And that's the point where you can kind of really build that audience on your database as well. So you can get them into email and into all your email sequences and go buy from you at that point as well. So you can build these amazing sequences that build amazing remarketing lists and then advertise those. Um, and it just be like a kind of set and forget. I don't want to say completely set and forget because nothing ever is, but it's a very easy campaign to run mm. and low cost, but really very high um, potency. And the, and the other hidden benefit behind this as well is that when you start doing this and you start optimizing the keywords and the placements and your targeting that's going on and your demographics, your age and your genders and your locations and your devices and your household incomes and all the rest of it, you'll start to see which audiences resonate with your content at, for very cheap indeed. So you're building your channel, but you're also finding out which, which audiences are likely to be the type of customers you want to get as well. And so from that perspective, you've kind of honed in on your targeting and it gives you the perfect opportunity to be that right now let's create an in-stream ad, a cold in-stream ad and run that message to that same sort of targeting. So you've kind of given yourself the foundations of what might work really well for you for um, cold traffic strategies as well. And that's been a real big eye opener for us because we prefer to much prefer to now test targeting with this type of strategy, shove a load of stuff in there, filter down which keywords get great retention and then say, right, we'll use that batch based on the fact that they've gone through that first qualification process. We've disqualified 75% of those keywords. Right. We don't have to go and spend more money on them to prove them out. We'll take the 25% of the keywords that works quite well and now put them into a cold traffic campaign. And yeah, you're, you're optimizing much faster and much cheaper than having to wait around to see what videos are likely you've, or what targeting is likely. You've pre-tested your audiences. Precisely. Yeah. And you can, you can do that for um, all your videos and all your targeting. Yeah, that's tremendous. This has been uh, pretty amazing. Kasim, uh, any any uh, final thoughts here for Tom? On uh, aside from being a bit ticked that we didn't do this way back when, but you know, you did it the hard way. All right, Tom. Before we just dive too deep down the rabbit hole, I have to ask you, and I, I'm not trying to be rude, so forgive me. But is Tom Breeze your real name? Did you, is that like you were born Tom Breeze? <laughs> I was born Tom Breeze. Well, Thomas Breeze, in fact. So that's just too cool, dude. You can't, that's not fair. <laughs> With a British accent, the cool surname. I know it's a bit much, but that said, my brother, he's Johnny Breeze. So that's <laughs> a kind of a whole nother level. Although, I don't know. That's that goes a little too far sometimes. Like that that's a, sets a bar or a precedence that's difficult to live up to. You know, it's it's tough yeah. that one. So I'm happy with Tom Breeze. You know, <laughs> that's why he doesn't hold the standard of Johnny Breeze. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready for that sort of lofty height just yet. <laughs> that's too funny, man. All right, so we're gonna have links to everything we talked about today in the show notes. And Tom Breeze, thank you so much for being here. If people want to follow you after the fact, where do they go? What's the what's the best way to do that? 
Yeah, thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, so if people go to adbuyers.com forward slash PT, I've put together some resources for people to kind of run through some of the stuff we've been talking about, break it down for people so they know how to put this into place for their own YouTube channels and grow and scale their results there. Plus, they'll see there's like software and there's other service providers and more content on growing and scaling YouTube channels. So that's probably the best place to go is adbuyers.com forward slash PT. Tom, uh, I, I don't want you to get in trouble with your lovely wife. So we're going to uh, wrap this thing up here. Uh, you can find all the links uh, that we mentioned here, as well as all the resources in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com, not .co.uk, but that's perpetualtraffic.com. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it here, Sir Tom Breeze. We, we've knighted you. We're knighting you as the first knight of perpetual traffic for all your guesting on this show and bringing all these tasty tidbits of knowledge. Uh, so thank you for coming on. Uh, and on behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasem Aslam, until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 